This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We are up to 42 five-star ratings and 21 five-star reviews. So leave us a little something and we'll read it on a pod. On today's episode, we don't even talk about the game three blowout because the Sixers lose a very frustrating game four in Washington. And in that game, Embiid went down with a knee injury. The Wizards deployed the hack a bench strategy. Tobias struggled, but at least Maxi showed some promising flashes. We'll talk about our current state of mind with the latest Embiid news and where we go from here. And by the way, today we have the full squad back. So with all that being said, here is First Name Dane. Venting edition of Sixers Group Therapy. We have the gang back. First, I'm joined by the guy who threw the water bottle at Kyrie Irving. That is June 1. Uh, he was like 21 years old. That was me 10 years ago. <laughs> 10 or 15. Of course, it's a Boston guy with a no, no T-shirt and just a jersey on and everything. Oh, what an asshole. The, uh, the debate about whether Kyrie was right or wrong for stomping on Lucky, the logo, and Kevin Garnett chiming in and people saying like, oh, yeah, well, you shouldn't have done that. I thought I found that particularly hilarious. Uh, We are also joined by the return of someone who I hope laughed in the faces of the Miami residents (laughs) as he was there last week. That is Dave DeVaco. How are you, buddy? Great, guys. It's so funny, like – the spit, the popcorn, the water bottle, and the dude that stormed the court last night, Boston, New York, Philly, and D.C. I mean, come on. Doesn't think you have much more stereotypical than that. I mean, come on. Bunch of Northeast buffoons. Speaking of that, the guy who spit at Trey Young, <laughs> J.B. Mudsons. I'd rather be the popcorn guy, uh, and I hope, it was, I hope it was extra buttery. <laughs> Guys, we are going to talk about the very frustrating game four that was last night. But what dominated the last 24 hours was the news about Joel Embiid, who, after a pretty nasty-looking fall in the first quarter, ended up – well, first he played a few minutes after, you know, coming out, came back in. Not the first time we've seen that, right? And then he left the game, didn't return due to what they called knee soreness. We didn't hear anything, and I mean absolutely nothing, not even a word, not even a beep, not even an emoji from Twitter, nothing. We did get a picture from, I don't know who she was, but it looked like she was like a, I don't know, MRI technician, something, who took a picture of him. Embiid, I'm thinking if Embiid's taking the picture, he has to be fine, right? Uh, Ended up deleting it, so, you know, maybe had too much attention, or maybe she was told to, who knows, but then we got... A tweet from Woj, which they predicted, basically at 5 p.m. And it was pretty ambiguous, but he said, Embiid will be doubtful for game five. 
he had an MRI today and is expected to be reevaluated further in the next day. Didn't really tell us much. Uh, me at the time, I'm thinking the worst <laughs> because the Sixers have the past of, you know, not really being that clear with fans. And there was a torn meniscus a few years ago. And then a lot of injury things with Ben and even like Andrew Bynum and everything. So I'm still thinking the worst. And then Kyle Newbeck has an article. And in there, he says, the good news is a source close to the situation says that the Sixers feel good about the ability to manage Embiid's health from a long-term overall playoff perspective. Then Woj gets on the knee, that there's optimism around the knee, that this is not a serious injury. This is not necessarily something that's going to keep him out, but there's more testing that's going to be done. So there's a lot of different angles that you could approach this information with. I want to hear where you guys are at. Are you in a good place or are you in a bad place? Gene, we'll start with you. Well, great to start with me. I feel like I'm in a very neutral position, I guess you can say, if you sum every emotion I have up right now. Like I'm at both the extreme and of the negatives and the positives. Well, starting with the positives, I think it's good that Embiid uh, played after he fell. Like I didn't watch this live, but from all the Twitter and all the replays, it seems like he played a couple of minutes after he fell. Uh, and the fall didn't look as bad as the LeBron push, which Embiid survived. So there's those are my pros. But now my cons are we're beating around the bush again. This is uh, before Maury. This is before the Maury medical team. Uh, I don't know what happened to the medical team that we had that Maury probably brought with him. Now we got the Ellen Brand medical team back, and they don't know what to do. It's They're being around the bush, not giving the fans and the media the straightforward answers. And we're all now second-guessing everything, expecting the worst probably, as we do as Sixers fans. So I'm pretty feeling at odds here. I don't know how to feel. Uh, here at events, so we'll see. And yeah. uh when the fall went down, I thought he was – I was initially concerned for his lower back because that was he was holding initially. And uh, the fall didn't look bad – as bad as his first fall in Washington, if you remember, when he had the bone bruise. So I was a little optimistic, but then just like the almost 24 hours of silence made me really nervous. Dave, where are you out of all this? Because we were – you and me were, ste like, steaming earlier, yeah. but – Oh yeah. If we, did, if we did this podcast three hours ago, we'd, we'd certainly be canceled by now. So <laughs> we, uh, I'd got a nice workout in. I made a nice dinner, cool off, let, uh, let the dust settle a little bit, but it's still not great. I mean, just like how many times do we have to see this movie, you know, late afternoon news dump, vague re MRI reevaluated, like, come on, we know how this ends. You know, we know how this ends. There's just so much like, uh, I don't know, but, I was in a very bad place earlier thinking the worst. I mean, it was weird because I didn't see the first quarter. I was on my way home uh, last night. And this always happens. Every Embiid injury, I don't actually see it. I just see one of you guys say, oh, no. <laughs> and then and then I could just feel it. I feel my heart sinking in my stomach. I'm like, what happened? What happened? What happened? And then I get home and my dad's waiting for me to start the game. We started late on DVR. And I'm like, did you hear? And you know what? Embiid, oh, God. So we're just sitting there waiting for it. 
And it finally happened. And it was like, I was like, I wasn't sure if that was it or not because I was like anticipating much worse, like, like LeBron level cheap shot. Um, But it didn't even, it didn't seem that bad. And he played on it. And like, he had a couple looked sloppy a couple times after it happened, but like he also had a couple nice plays after it happened too. And then it just, the whole thing is weird. The whole thing is weird. Like he wasn't like, he doesn't seem like he was limping or anything. If you watch it again closely in slow motion, I guess you kind of see his knee buckle, but like nothing worse than what we've seen already this year. I mean, not even close. And then like all this vagueness and something strange is going on. So I, uh, I don't know, earlier, not in a good place at all now. And then I went downstairs and I was uh, fuming to my dad. And um, somehow he was like very confident that he's playing tomorrow still. After the end, my dad, <laughs> the guy was the first person to call him a wuss last night. And, uh, you know, China, classic China doll, he'll never change. And then, but today, all of a sudden, where Embiid's going to play tomorrow, no doubt in his mind. So that, and he's usually never wrong either. Well, if I was one thing I learned in my life, my dad's usually right. So uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess I'm in a fine place. We'll see. I'm on, I'm on, I'm in a fine place on thin ice, very thin ice. Every step I take, I feel the ice cracking and I could fall through at any moment. But, uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know. The other thing is, so it's, what did you say earlier, Nuge, the title of this podcast, you don't sit on good news. If you have yeah. good news, you don't sit on it. So it's like, I mean, uh, they can't, this can't be a, like a tactical mind game, right. To try to like mess with Scott Brooks's game planning. This just feels a little too <laughs> extreme. I don't know. This feels a little too extreme for that kind of hopium. I don't know. Yeah, what did what did June say earlier? You don't do that for an eighth seed that you should beat handily, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. My my whole thing is like, I don't know. It's like it, it took so long for us to hear any update. And like I like you just said, like, I don't think if they had good news, like why are you delaying to get it out? So there still has to be a little uncertainty, right? <clears throat> um, there's a lot of debate of why that's going on. Is it did they get an MRI, like a good MRI reading? Was there swelling? Maybe that, I have no idea how much or what degree swelling would, you know, disrupt an MRI image. But I mean, if that's the case, that'd be bad, right? And then- Were there sucker season ticket holders having to decide on their next <laughs> round by four o'clock PM? Mm-hmm. Great point, it's JB. Scumbag Scott O'Neill. Mm-hmm. uh JB and mine, our season tickets, uh, we, we got first dibs at round two, 4 p.m. today. Conveniently, the news dropped at 5 p.m. So were they waiting to see if people bought their round two tickets? Who knows? But there's definitely some weird shadiness going on. It's not the first time we've seen it from the Sixers. Um, also, some there's there was just like there were some people on Twitter like doctors who are saying, by the way, or even our, our PT, Sean Comp, said there wasn't really that much of a concern with the way he fell. Um, also, some people saying with an MRI, you, you, you know if he had structural damage or not. So it's like, did he or did he not? So what are they managing? What are they reevaluating over the next 24 hours? Is, it, is he going to have pain? Is it to you know make up a plan on how he's going to play for the rest of the playoffs? Who knows? But uh, Dave, you were saying like usually someone will send a text when MB goes hurt, gets hurt. Uh, it was JB. JB, you said, oh no. <laughs> and I have YouTube TV, so I'm on a little bit of delay. So I was watching it helplessly 
waiting for the moment and I saw it happen. And my initial thought was it, it wasn't like that bad. So hopefully he's fine. Maybe it was just the back, but JB, where are you with all this? I don't know if it's just cause I'm numb from everything else in the past or cause I didn't think it was that bad. Like I, I think if I was a gambling man that he's like fine for the next round. Um, my only emotion is just, anger towards the Sixers for waiting till till 4:59 when their deadline was 5 to give us an update. I know the buses where the plane broke down or some scary shit and they got back at 6 a.m. but that is their number one priority. They're not not sending Embiid to get his MRI immediately after their buses show up. Um they had an update. Maybe there's an advantage to not telling it but advantage of what? Scott Brooks we're going to cook Washington anyway. We should. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm on Dave's dad's side, which historically has been a good side to be on in terms of <laughs> <predictions>. <laughs> not opinions, predictions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a good thing. Um, did we, I don't know. Did, did we announce that your father, Dave, was unbanned? I don't think we did it on the pod. We, we announced it at first, but then, or we talked about it, but then you said he's banned again last yeah, night. Yeah, I, ban- I banned him. I banned him <laughs> last night when that game, the way that game ended. Oof. Tough so, stuff. Uh, not a great last twenty-four hours for us. Very nerve-wracking. I don't know about you guys today, but you know, first day back to work. Well, actually, I worked yesterday, but anyway, I was on my phone like the whole time. I probably shouldn't admit that, but I was, and I'm checking for updates, and it never came. Uh, so a lot of anxiety today, but. You know, we'll see what happens with Embiid. Like JB said, we should beat them in game five, no matter what. You you have to. It's the Wizards. They're the eighth seed. Technically the ninth seed, right? Or no, no, no. Yeah, whatever. They're the eighth seed. Um, and you just have to take care of business, especially at home in front of a packed Wells Fargo. It's going to be full capacity. Wow. You can't lose that game. You can't. No. You, you definitely can't. Embiid or not, they need to Embiid come out and cook. But they did lose last night on their chance to sweep game four. Very frustrating game. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It was, it was maddening. Uh, how, it, how everything played out towards the end, it was like, I think like June said, it was like pulling teeth. Uh, you know, I'm, I just want to add that I'm not sure that any loss in the playoffs isn't going to be frustrating. They're probably all, it will all be frustrating. But it wasn't great. And, they literally played the worst basketball game I've seen in a while. And a big debate about it was Ben Simmons. Obviously, they deployed Hackaben towards the end of the game. So there was a big debate from Sixers Twitter. You know, everyone's at each other's throats. Is Ben's free throw shooting a problem? Will Hackaben come back to bite us in the future of the playoffs? Is it a problem? What do you guys think? Uh, June, I'll start with you. Uh, so he went four for eight yesterday, which is not bad, I guess, per se, based on Ben's standards. Like, I think shooting 50% is, I don't know, that's what kind of what I kind of expect. Like, you get one point per possession, basically. That's is that, is that bad? Is that good? But I don't know. I don't expect him to make – like more than 60%, I guess. So it's kind of what I expect out of him. So moving forward, if teams are going to employ this hack of Ben, 
you know, I guess we're going to have to see him hit 50% of his free throws because I'm not going to – I think it's unrealistic at this point that he's going to go 75% where it's going to hurt the other team. I think that's out the window now. I just think you have to make the free throws, right? Like uh, Doc was saying that one point per possession is good. I think analytically that's actually false. But anyway, uh, apparently according to where we were up to that point, it outscored our points per possession to that point. It was like 0.86 or something because we were horrible. We could not hit a shot. Like it, it was up to Furkan and Maxi to bring us back in that game. You have to make the free throws. I, I, I don't think it's a huge, you know, criticism of Ben of saying you have to be better at free throw shooting. I think that's just a fact. But Dave, what's your stance on this? Um, pack of ben? I mean, it's not going away. It's this is not the first time we're going to see it in the playoffs, and. Uh, I think if he makes them, it's not a problem. And if he misses them, it is a problem. And But the real question is, do you pull him out of the game? And uh, I think the answer to that question is absolutely not. He's your guy. He's our cornerstone. He's our superstar. <laughs> we can debate that. But, you know, he's our guy and uh, he's a franchise player. And uh, you got to ride with him. You got to trust him and you got to ride with him. You got to let him – you got to throw him in the fire. You got to let him grow through it. And uh, I think leaving him in there through it is the right move. And uh, maybe he, you know, overcomes it. And be, and this is kind of like the uh, a step that he takes in becoming a better free throw shooter. I don't know. But um, it's not going away. It's not the last time we're going to see it. We'll add that it definitely didn't help. But I don't think it's the reason we lost the game. No. I have another uh, qualm as to why we lost that game. But we'll get there when we get there. Oh, yeah. Before you get, I'll go to JB. JB, what's your level of concern with this hack about moving forward? I'm not concerned about it. I don't like think it would ever be the reason we lose. It's just so annoying. Like we, if we all went, uh, did a free throw competition versus Ben, we'd probably win three out of four. Like that's embarrassing. Like I know he's not the prototypical guard. He's almost seven feet or whatever, and his hands are probably massive like Shaq, but like you've been playing basketball since you were under one years old. How can you not be a better foul shooter? Like what? And everyone is the, every pro Ben person is so right. He's so good at everything else. And I would not argue that just like Bodner's tweet last night or this morning, but like stop doing dribbling drills or something and shoot a million foul shots. How is that not his assignment? He's had zero progress as a foul shooter, which I don't know. I know shooting isn't something you can be taught. Then I see Lonzo ball shooting like 60% from three. Um, I don't know. It's just so annoying. And, yes, I'm still – Ben is great. He's great at everything else except shooting and dunking and foul shots. But one of them is so easy to fix, a damn foul shot with no defender. Do it a million times. I'd honestly be fine if Ben only worked on free throws for the next all season. I think that's it. Because he's fine everywhere. Like we said, he's great everywhere else. No one's criticizing him for that. No one's saying that he isn't. But it's still a fact that he can be great at those things and still needs to knock down his free throws. Like we said, it's not, I don't think it's the reason it's not the sole reason we lost that game. Dave will get to you in a second about that. Um but do you guys see how aggressive Doc is and, like, 
speaking for Ben and like protecting them. And I get it. You got to protect your guy, but I don't think it's like out of, you know, crazy that people were saying that Ben needs to, you know, step up on the free throw line. But anyway, Dave, you were saying you had a, another insight on how we lost that game. Tobias. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, it's not Tobias. I'll, I'll give it Tobias. He got he had a rough one last night. I think he got blocked like nine two. times. He got blocked two, yeah. like n- ten times by by Gafford um, or whatever the fuck his name is. My dad, kept, my dad kept calling him Gathers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Ish Smith too is uh, uh, whatever. This isn't a this isn't a Tobias slander episode. This is uh, Doc Rivers. I cannot. All right, first of all, Tyrese Maxey is uh, he's a star. I mean, when we drafted him, I joked the whole 2015 Devin Booker, 2016 Jamal Murray, 17 De'Aaron Fox, 18 Shea Gildas Alexander, 19 Tyler Hero, 2020 fucking Tyrese Maxey. Kentucky doesn't miss. He might actually be like as good as those guys. Like he it's it's unbelievable how good he is. He got us back in the game last night. One clutch offensive play to one defensive play after another, he hit that ridiculous three and then stuffed Westbrook the next play down and was like fired up about it. He's the reason we almost won last night. We were down and out. And then Maxi and Furcon, mainly Maxi, and actually a lot of Furcon too. They came in and brought us back. And then doc pulls him to put the, to put fucking Mike Scott back in to stick with his, to stick with his, his fucking uh, preschool rotations. Are you kidding me? That is that we very well, very, very well may have won that game if Maxi stayed in. Like, how I, <laughs> am I crazy? Like, he really pulled Maxi and put Mike Scott back in to close the game. So to have his semblance of his his rotations that can't be tweaked. Like, I, I think that's inexcusable and uh, it's ridiculous. And I, I that's where I'm I'm putting my eggs in that basket of why that. I mean, really, we lost the game because Embiid played one quarter. But that aside that game was right there in our reach to close the series. And he pulled Maxi to put Mike Scott in. And that is fucking a disgrace. And um, I, I haven't, I didn't see like the media drill him on it, but they should have, I'm drilling him on it. Doc, come on the podcast and explain yourself. <laughs> I, uh, I could be wrong. I think it was a combination of Mike Scott and Seth Curry that came in and they pulled Maxi and someone else. I could be, I'm not hundred percent sure, but to your point, Seth wasn't playing well last night. And Maxi was the reason we came back. His energy was the whole reason why we were able to. I think we ended up even taking the lead while he was on the floor. Mm-hmm. And no, I was baffled that he took him out, especially with, you know, sometimes in the playoffs, you have to adjust and you just keep your best people on there. And you just got to do it game by game. And Maxi was the reason we were back in the game. So I was pretty baffled he took him out. He can't um, not. We talked about this in the beginning throughout the year. I mean, you start with your starters. And then the, by the end of the first and beginning of the second, it's all bench, maybe all bench and one starter. And then to close the second quarter, it's all starters. Same thing in the second half. Starters, bench, starters. He can't go around that. It's like, it's his fucking thing. That's why he blew two, uh, two what, what did he blow? They were up 3-1 twice. 3-1, yeah, twice. The so one was the Houston, the Clippers were up 3-1 on Houston, right? And Josh Smith had all those threes. And then last year was 3-1 versus the Nuggets. So, yeah. That's what everyone said with Doc. It's, oh, he's stubborn with his rotations. He's stubborn with his rotations. He doesn't adjust. I think this is it. I think we're seeing it. And I think it cost us a game last night. We could have swept this team last night and given Embiid some extra time off 
And now we have to go back to, and get for game five. And, uh, you know, hopefully Embiid's ready to go. If he's not ready to go and he does play, hopefully no, nothing worse happens. But they should have closed this out last night. And I think they they would have if uh, if Maxie stayed in the game. I'm even fine with, like, just sit Embiid for next game because we should beat them. Like, we have to. There's no excuse not to beat them in game five at home. Um, but just to add about Maxie, man, the poise he's showing. I knew he was going to be good. I didn't know he was going to look good this fast, especially in a playoff game. I didn't even know he was going to get minutes in the playoff game, you know? I'm happy he surpassed Shake, who's playing absolutely terrible. Mike Scott, God bless him, doesn't deserve to see the court at all. It kind of makes me miss, uh, who was it, Tony Bradley? Yeah. Would you guys Would you guys rather have <laughs> Tony Bradley right now than George Hill or George Hill fine? I like George Hill. George I'd rather have George Hill. This is, I think George Hill thought it came to my head yeah. because yeah. Dwight was horrible last night. I mean, I'm almost at the point where I'm willing to give Bebop Paul minutes because Mike Scott has no chance out there, man. They were just going to the lane anytime they wanted. He was breaking threes. And even the one thing we needed him to do, he couldn't do. But is there any way we see an all bench lineup in the second round for East Coverage Finals? Yeah, we're going to see, we'll see an all bench lineup in the fucking NBA Finals. God willing, we get there. Oh God! This is Doc Rivers' team, and also speaking of uh, center minutes, how about our, our fucking seven foot point guard? He can't get a few minutes at center. He can't match up with with Gafford and and Robin Lopez. Are you kidding me? He's Mister All Defense. He can guard anybody one through five, right? I think he did it a little bit last night, but the problem is Ben was in foul trouble, mm. so they were still scoring at will, and we couldn't stop him. So like a lot of things happen in this game, besides the hack of Ben. We couldn't hit a shot. Embiid was injured. Toby had his worst game in a while. I, he was eight for twenty-four. We're not going to back. I'm not going to back on Toby because he's all year. He sucks. Proved me wrong. <laughs> Maybe anyway. <laughs> um, and then you know couldn't hit a three, and we were just letting. We couldn't get a stop at the end. We were, they were scoring at will. Hachimura is Robert Horry. Japanese Robert Horry doesn't miss. Um, Jeff. Yeah, it, it, it was a frustrating game. The refs weren't great either. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, on to game five, I guess. Uh, anything else adds about anything else to add about game four before we move on? All right, guys, game five. What's going to happen? JB, I'll start with you. Game f- uh, five. Yeah, we're we should kick their ass. I don't yeah. care. I'm assuming Embiid is not playing tomorrow um or is it tomorrow tomorrow yeah i love that mm-hmm. um but <clears throat> we are a better team or we should be like so much better they have two good players bradley beal and gafford so <laughs> <laughs> I, love I, that, I, I love that too <laughs> um we should kick their ass by 15 um i don't care and if we don't at home in our first game with 100%, um, then they better pray that they get good Embiid news to the leak because the city will be so angry and the Ben slander will be even louder and Toby, oh, God, I don't want to see it. Yeah, bring in Paul Reed. Mike Scott mm-hmm. sucks. I, mm-hmm. I, I loved him when he fell on the fan and drank her drink and made that one shot against, against the Nets, but he has been the same terrible piece this whole year. Why are we continuing to force this? Dave, what's your prediction wrong? 
Blowout in South Philly. Ruckus crowd. Full packed arena. MVP chance for Joel Embiid, who plays. Wow. Yeah, that was, was, was going to be a later question. I was going to be like, what's the – What's the, going to be the diagnosis of Embiid? But you went, you went. There. He's only he's he's only going to need to play twenty minutes though. <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights. Everyone's going to everyone fuck everyone's going to score. Everyone's going to score double digits. B-ball Paul minutes. It's it's going to be rocking. It's going to be rocking tomorrow night. Gene, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Dave, but I think Embiid or not, I think we're going to blow him out. I think everyone's going to have a good game. Ben's going to you know come out with. You know, his aggressive game that he always has when everyone starts talking shit about him the game before. So, and it's going to be a Paul Reed night probably too. So, it's going to be a win. Young Pups version three in the first round. Mm-hmm. We, we got the Young Pups in game three. We didn't get to talk about it. It's a shame we didn't get to talk about that fun game three because of everything that's happened since. Uh, I agree with you. I think we we're going to, I think we're going to blow out. I don't know about blowout because it's the Sixers and they do stupid shit, but we'll beat them. Ben needs to be more aggressive. I, I know I keep saying this. Everyone says this. It doesn't mean to be – I'm not intending to be, like, negative or criticizing him, but he took five shots last night. Mm-hmm. I know he only played limited minutes because he was in foul trouble, but Embiid for – no Embiid for 75% of the game, you got to take more than five shots. I mean, Toby took 24 shots. I felt like Toby almost felt like he had to do everything because Embiid uh, wasn't there. So uh, I expect to see an aggressive Ben. And I think Toby's going to get back on track and I think we're going to win tomorrow. And we'll be talking about who we're going to see in round two. Looks like it's going to be the Hawks. Mm. Hopefully the Knicks extend that series so that whatever happens with him, whatever they say, he gets a little more time. I mean, it doesn't matter in Dave's scenario because he's taking, he's playing 20 minutes tomorrow, but um, I guess you already answered my question, Dave. So I'm going to ask June, June, do you think I'm going to be okay? He'll be okay, but I don't think he's going to play tomorrow. I'm nervous that he's going he's gonna to be fine, but maybe banged up for the rest of the playoffs. That's my concern. And, man, before everything and my anger kind of dissipated, I was going to go on a rant about how this isn't fair. I, I don't really want to make you guys listen to that now, but – it's just at the time it was like, you gotta be kidding me, man. We had our most enjoyable season. We're finally there. I had a different feeling that me and June talked about last pod that this Sixers team can get it done. They don't know if it will, but they can get it done. Mm-hmm. And man, just when we're about to sweep a first round series for the first time in almost 40 years, this shit happens. And it's like, come on, man. And if, like, if I could, add, if I could add something to that, Game three, the game three blowout, that's the best they've looked all season. Fantastic. They haven't looked better than that once. Yeah. So continue. They looked invincible out there. And me and Jim were thinking they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. That was our prediction. And I don't know if we would have won, but if we lost, we lost. I wanted a healthy team versus the Bucs and the Nets. And we might be robbed of that. And that's really annoying because – with all the shit Embiid's been through, with all the shit we've been through, with, you know, Markel Fultz forgetting how to shoot and Ben breaking his foot and Embiid being out for two years, Burnergate, confetti game. Do I need to go on? No, I don't need to oh go on. Oh, my God, dude. What like, the fuck is going on? In, in my longer rant, I name all the weird shit that happened to us, you know? 
And it's like, can we just get one fair shot? You know, the, the gastroenteritis versus the shoot, dude. He forgot the number one overall pick, forgot how to shoot. For fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted a fair shot. I don't know if we're going to get it if Embiid's not 100%. I hope he's fine. Um, I have a gut feeling that he's going to be fine enough to play. But I'm scared <laughs> he's not going to be all the way there. And it was tough enough to get past the Bucks and the Nets with 100% Embiid. And it's going to be even tougher with a, a hobbled Embiid if that's the case. But uh, I was down in the dumps really bad. I'm feeling a little better, uh, a little bit of hope. I'm, I'm kind of on this thing that maybe the season's different. You know, we did avoid a few catastrophes. So um, we'll see where we go from there. Um, JB had a hop off day before you go. I was really quick. I'm just really curious. What was your prediction of how the playoffs ended with the Sixers before Embiid went down? I said, me and June both said Easter Conference Finals are going to lose to the Bucks. Where are you with that? I don't remember. I either said lose to the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals or, or they're going to win it all. One of those two things. Yeah. Um, I, dude, uh, the, after game three on Saturday night, I, I was like, we're going all the way. This is it. This I, is I it. saw a little bit of that, too. We're getting, we're too. clicking at the right time. Embiid looks great. <sighs> unstoppable. He looked on. And then he it's the was best passing, he's ever looked in his career. He was passing out of the double team, getting wide open looks. They said, okay, we can't do this. They're single coverage for the rest of the game. And he's dominated them. And oh, it sucks. I, I hope he's fine. Uh, I'm getting a little upset. I'm making myself upset now. Right, well, let me give I us. Was, I was expecting the worst. Uh, <laughs> prepare for the worst hope for the best right yeah yes, a little a, a, a sprinkle of random excitement totally something unrelated but three weeks from tonight one of our favorite days of the year the 2021 nba draft lottery and i'm looking at these odds and oh man there's a it seems like every year there's like potential for some crazy fucking mayhem and it's no different this year there's a lot of things that could happen here that could be really good for some teams really bad for other teams i'm excited I'm so excited. Toronto is picking seventh right now. If it, if it holds the form, um, golden state, if, if this all holds the form, Orlando's picking three and eight golden states, picking six and 14. Um, the sixth pick for golden state belongs to Minnesota. Minnesota yes. gets it. If it jumps into the top three, um, Houston is the worst team in the league right now, but if they fall outside of the top four, it goes to OKC. So if they fall to let oh, and yeah, and OKC's picking fourth already. So OKC, OKC could like jump from four to one. And they could also get Houston's pick if it falls out of the top four. So OKC could pick like one and five or two and six if it breaks Holy the right shit. way. That's fucking wild. There's cra- dude, some crazy dude. How does OKC have now. that pick? Is it the Chris Paul trade? From the Chris Paul trade, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yo, top four that's protected. All- Sam Pressy. Yeah. That's off to you, man. That's Best GM you. of all time. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> We never talked about how he felt about Hickey's plan, right? Where was that? It was a long time ago. He was at um, uh-huh. Ricky. They were talking about he was at like so he was speaking at some college thing. Uh-huh. Someone asked him about Hickey, and he was like pretty defend. He defended Hickey. It was like, yeah, he cool didn't. He did what he had. To, he did. He took his only option, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, took his only wow. option. When did you say that was uh, the draft lottery, Dave? June twenty second, three weeks from tonight. Oh, my birthday! Oh, awesome. Hey, all right. That's gonna be quite the night. Um, Let's go. Yeah, 
Guys, uh, I just, I, that's all I got for you. I just want to do a quick pod because obviously there's going to be a game tomorrow and I didn't want to hold you for too long. So I appreciate you jumping on uh, to talk about the trauma that we've endured <laughs> over the past 24 hours. Uh, it, it really would be funny if we recorded like two hours earlier when we were like heated. Um, I feel a little optimistic, still worried, but we'll see what happens. We got a game tomorrow. We got to close it out. Let's get and beat some rest. Hopefully it's good to go. Uh, guys, anything to quick plug before we go? Let's go. Let's close this thing out, baby. On to round two. Here we go. Trust the process, fellas. Talk to you soon. All right. See you guys. Here, guys.